Hello and welcome to Subculture, a podcast exploring subcultures from around the world. I'm your host, Jake Brennan, and I'm joined by some very honest guests today. The first, who only last year I only realised is my longest running friend, Joanna Graham. I'm on my period. Next. Yes, <laughs> 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 I wasn't ready for this. Following that is the man I secretly have always wanted to be the little spoon to, Benjamin Hymans. I'm trying so hard to think of something funny now. <laughs> Ben is very sleepy, folks. And a man I'm not only intimately, but sexually intimidated by, Jacob Abbott. What does one tiger say to the other tiger when his honesty was questioned? Don't know. What? I'm not lying. Uh, I'm not lying. Lying. Radically, honestly, I did not like that joke. Oh. Radically, honestly, Jacob told us he spent all day thinking of that joke. (laughs) So please shun him on social media and to his house. Radically, honestly, now I feel bad because now I pity <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, I was going to open up by saying, guys, what's an honest truth you can give us? But I feel we've already dropped some honest truths. Unless we've got some more radically honest truths we'd love to divulge with the internet. I did it. I did it. I murdered them. I buried <laughs> them in the woods. You didn't murder anyone. I don't believe no, that. No, no. You're too nice. <laughs> I'm too boring, you see. I've got nothing mad. Yeah, you dug up a pig. You dug up a pig? And you probably, like, looked at it and poked it for wounds. We did knock its eyelid off. That's hey! one thing. There we go. We're a butterfly, Ned. When did you dig up a pig? At uni, we did, like, a decomposition thing. There's a nice bloated pig in the woods that we went to go have a look at. I've read your paper on that. Of oh, course wow. you have, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was very interesting. I did come up with one. I find it incredibly exciting to urinate in the outdoors. I feel like I'm one with nature when I do it. Oh, that actually hits really quite well with my honest fact that I've been naked in the outdoors several times and it feels great. The neatest episode got to you in the end, then, did it? It did. It's very liberating. Did we talk about this last episode? I feel we've talked about this before. We talked about it in our catch-up session, but it's yes. not been officially on record, so now the universe knows. No, I've been on various trips in which I have been isolated from everything else and I thought, I'm going to get butt naked and walk around for a bit. And you know what? The fear is great. Good. Wait, the fear? Well, the fear of getting caught. Once you get past that... Wait, what? Oh, that sounds like you're talking about a sexual thing. Yeah, that sounds bad. It's not a sexual thing. It's just, <laughs> we have an episode that goes over this exact topic. It's not a sex thing. It's a liberation thing. Anyway, so yeah, radical honesty, <laughs> if you have engaged already. So, I bet you're all wondering what radical honesty is. Thankfully, Joe, you are our resident expert on all things radically honest. I wouldn't have picked anyone better for the job. So, Joe, tell us a little bit more about what radical honesty actually is. Radical honesty is the practice of being completely honest, like 100% honest, never telling even white lies. So even like if it's a case of, okay, your mum is dying and your mum is like, oh, at least I'll see you in heaven. And you going, no. (laughs) That's radical honesty. It was trademarked in 1997 as a technique and a self-improvement program, but it's based on a book that came out the year earlier by a man called Dr. Brad Blanton, which sounds like a fake made-up name, but he is somehow real. He feels like a comic character in a movie, like, Brad Blanton thought he could be honest for a day. He found out that it's not dead. <laughs> Literally. Did you say that he copyrighted this? Trademarked it. So yeah, he's made it into like the whole mythos. There's books, there's podcasts. He's done a TEDx talk. He does these retreats, these seminars where you can go and learn radical honesty and stuff. Like it's a whole way of living, like a self-help 
self-improvement program. Now, call me cynical, but this already seems like a massive red flag for some reason. <laughs> oh, really? Why is that? It seems a bit creepy. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like it's a bit of a... I'm sure we'll find out over the course of this episode, but it seems a bit odd. Radically honest, I've heard this exact argument used by people who are incredibly racist and homophobic and sexist. I'm just speaking my mind! Yeah. Insert offensive term here. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll go into a little bit about that. But the idea of radical honesty is not to be racist. It's not to like be cruel and hurt everyone's feelings. If you talk to anyone who practices radical honesty, they will always deny that that is the point. Instead, the point is like, it's supposed to reduce stress. It's supposed to deepen your connection with other people, like especially a romantic partner. And the idea is just like getting on better with society and your communities and stuff by just being honest and opening up lines of communication that were otherwise closed due to social norms, which sounds really good when you put it that way. That does sound quite good. Talking with your words. I can always be an advocate for that. But then I wanted to hear from Brad Blanton's own mouth (laughs) what... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to start giggling every time you say Brad Blanton. It's fine, it's being radically honest that we find Brad Blanton's real name absolutely hilarious. It's like Paul Blart Mallcock. Kind <laughs> <of>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's a doctor as well is like even funnier for some reason. So this is how Brad Blanton describes radical honesty. He says, Radical honesty is reporting what you notice, everything you notice, without any ways of lying. Like politeness and being diplomatic, which is a less nice way of thinking about things. Oh dear. Okay, red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah, he's saying immediately off the bat, like, don't be polite, that's bad. Don't be diplomatic, that's bad. In fact, he then followed up because I was like, ho ho in my notes, like, but he thinks diplomacy is bad. What about war? He literally then said immediately after, usually you say it's either diplomacy or war, but that's not true. Diplomacy is what causes war. So, yeah, in his mind, if you try and, like, make other people happy, it causes a much bigger problem. Good God, I'm going to take back my apology. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) He would love that. So it's absolutely fine to speak that way to Dr. Brad Blanton, because he would probably tell you to fuck off as well. That's why I feel confident doing this episode, because, like, they bloody well better take what they can give, because otherwise, hypocritical. So I thought I'd research the big man, Dr. Brad Blanton. And I found an interview that he did in Esquire magazine where the author of the magazine, the journalist, was like, I've heard of radical honesty and I'm going to try it. So I'm going to talk to Dr. Brad Blanton. Every time I think his name is made up and I think I've gotten it wrong. He had decided at some point that it was best for people in relationships, especially people who are married, which... I found slightly ironic given that he's been married five times, so obviously doesn't work that well. Also, his current wife is 26 years younger than him, I believe, so... Oh, okay. Don't know if it works on women his own age. (laughs) But he does occasionally tell lies. He doesn't always tell the truth. For instance, he says he lies to any government official, which again is interesting as he ran for Congress twice with the novel promise that he'd be an honest politician. But as a politician, you speak to a lot of government officials, which means he wouldn't tell the truth to any of them, which means not sure how effective he'd be in Congress, but there we go. He lies to the IRS. He says he always takes more deductions than are justified, which isn't very radically honest in my opinion, because like, if you were radically honest, you would tell the IRS how much you earn and then you would pay your fucking damn taxes. How does he explain away the pure hypocrisy of this? Because he lies to any government official. 
So that's his hard line. He's like, that means I'm not a hypocrite because I have my rule that hypocrites <laughs> everything. It's He's like, like Batman. He's got his one rule. <laughs> yeah. uh, but only when he wants to. Yeah. He lies in golf, he says. How the fuck do you lie in golf other than just literally cheat? Also, on farting, he believes that the one cheek sneak, his words, is a little deceitful. So he believes okay. in farting full front, full frontal farting in public in front of anyone. And also fiddling with his dick. I saw him do a couple of times, picking his nose, burping. So if he's trying to promote this to people, I don't think mm. grabbing his dick, farting, yeah. and burping is probably the best way to go about it. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm a prude. No, but those are all perks of joining in his program, Jacob. You get to <laughs> fart so, directly yeah. in your partner's mouth. <laughs> that's what it leads up to, I believe. You get to be a social pariah and be smug about it. <laughs> I must admit, I didn't find many women who enjoyed being a part of this movement. Really? The only women I came across, I will tell you the story in a second, but it was not good. Let's hear one more thing from Brad Blanton, because he had a final truth he wanted to share with this author of this article, which was this. I let my dog lick my dick once. <laughs> what? Okay, now he's coming off as more of a pervert with everything yeah. you say about him. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, and also the author, who was like, yeah, as part of this article, I agreed to be radically honest. And it seemed his main purpose for being radically honest, the author, was to approach numerous women to let him know that he wanted to have sex with them, including his co-worker and oh. his kid's nanny. Dogs licking dicks aside. Oh my good lord. Let's stop the bus so I can be physically sick. Mm, hello, it's me again, your favourite eldritch abomination, Mr. Fizz. I just thought I would come over and tell you about the wonderful scribblings of social media happening online. And if you want to follow us online, you can find us at Twitter and Instagram on Subculture Cast. Don't forget the cast on the end. And if not, and you'd like to listen to more of the absolute dickheads, you can listen to our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud under Subcultured. And if that doesn't just pickle your pickle, you can go find more exciting and riveting podcasts at podcrabs.com www.podcrabs.com Oh, I'm in hand... I'm in hand in a piece of maple the subculture mode of tourism has to, for fuck's sake, subculture mode of tourism has to declare that you should never, ever let a canine lick your dingling. Can't believe we have to say this, but apparently we do. Sick fuckers. Mine. Well, that was great. I think I've got everything out of me now. Should we carry on before I start retching again? I bet you're all asking, how do we get into radical honesty? How do we do it? No, but I'm contractually obliged to ask yes. So, how to be radically honest? First, you should notice the sensations in your body, such as laughter or crying or anger. And next, you are encouraged to take notice of the world in front of you. Noticing also means that you need to consider the things that are going through your mind at the moment. So this, at the moment, 
is actually a lot like mindfulness. For anyone who's ever practiced mindfulness before, it's very much rooted in the same idea of noticing sensations in your body, if you've got a headache or if you feel thirsty or tired, and then acknowledging them and just accepting them for what they are. Now, radical honesty takes that principle and then takes it a step further, because once you've noticed those things, you should proceed to report them out loud. (laughs) Huh. Okay. Yeah, literally. Like, any sensation... I don't know about other people, but I have loads of sensations throughout the day. I'm not going to fucking annoy everyone by being like, I'm cold. I mean, I do do that, actually. I say that all the time. I spend too long outside (laughs) and my armpits feel moist. My balls are incredibly sweaty. As are mine. (laughs) This seems like the kind of thing like kids do when they don't have a filter yet. Yeah, it is. It's exactly like that. And that's actually kind of the point. They consider childhood to be quite a pure form of thinking. Um, and they reckon that you should use children as a model of inspiration for your your thoughts. <laughs> I don't want these people using children for anything, not with how yeah, they treat their dogs. You know. Yeah. So the idea behind expressing yourself is to simplify the process. So some of this makes sense. So like they think that we overthink too much these days, which I do think is true. I think a lot of us, and I would count myself as one of these people, I think I do think too much. And I, yeah. before I say things, I probably overthink them. And then I don't think about the things that maybe I should say, and I end up saying something dumb. Whereas this gets rid of that option. You aren't even supposed to think about things. You are just supposed to say everything and not care about the results. Kind of like a middle-aged Dan on Twitter. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> So, because you are radically honest, you are plainly stating the truth, that's their words, without letting your biases or the fear of judgment get in the way. Which, to me, then brings up the issue of what is the truth? And what is Mm. our truth versus your truth, my truth? There is such thing as the truth, but I think it's also possible to believe in something and know it to be true without it actually being true. Like, you can say something that's false and not be telling a lie because you didn't know what the true answer was. So the issue comes up, though, because as adults, and again, the idea is is obviously we idolise children here, but as an adult, you're not a blank slate. You're not without bias. Conscious or not, there is always some form of bias that will affect how you perceive or interpret certain things. And you not allowing yourself to have a filter doesn't mean that you are speaking some superhuman truth. It just means that you are speaking without a filter. Like, you're just going to say things that upset people and it doesn't make it any more true. This gives me the energy of people who, like, suntan their bum holes as claiming it's making them a stronger person. And it's just purely, mm-hmm. it's nonsensical bullshit. Yeah. There to make yourself feel smug. <laughs> I'm speaking my mind, therefore I'm better than you. Yeah, goddamn the biases that I've learned over the years telling me that it's not okay to let a dog with a dick. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, the big anti-truthers want you to not know about dog sucking your dick. They don't want you to know that's a possibility. I'm joking, by the way. That's not me being radically honest. I'm, that was a joke. Is radically honest people allowed to joke? I don't know where jokes lie on the radical honesty spectrum. If you can lie about your taxes, I'm sure you're allowed to lie about a joke. A joke is probably fine. But from what I've understood about these people is they don't know what jokes are. <laughs> <laughs> like, they think a joke is like calling someone a fucking cunt bitch. And it's like, ha, oh, that's a God. funny joke. And it's like, how is that a joke? What's the punchline there? You know, our generation, we have those proper edgelords. Is this the boomer equivalent of the edgelord? It's not just boomers, though. There's young people doing it as well. But, like, in Brad Blanton's situation, yeah, he's definitely the boomer edgelord. 
Do you want to learn where you can do it? Should we go on a retreat? Yes, please. Okay. So I looked up the only woman who I could find who was talking about these retreats you could go on, these radical honesty retreats. I wanted to talk about Starly Kine. And I thought it was interesting, her perspective, because a lot of the men who go on these things come away and they're like, oh, it's a bit weird or a bit uncomfortable. Or they're like, this is amazing. This has changed my life forever. Normally more on that end of the spectrum, if I'm being perfectly honest. A lot of the guys really enjoy doing it. But Starly Kine did not have a good time. She went to an eight-day retreat. It normally costs $2,700 to attend, but she got it for the bargain price of only $2,000. And she did it to research a book that she had written, which I believe is called It's All Your Fault, and it's about the self-help industry. I'm sure it's a good read because she did a lot of research and she seems like a very interesting person. But to start off with, it was dodgy. So... They picked her up from the airport. They take her two hours away from the airport where there's like no civilization beyond this tiny little town. And on the journey, she began talking to them and she was in a bit of a bad mood. And she was very honest. She's a very honest person in general, to a fault, I would say. Like it's caused problems in her life how honest she is. So she thought she would learn a lot from this and meet fellow people who are also maybe socially inept. I don't mean that as harsh as I sounded, but that was her words that she used. Her radical honesty was immediately not well received by the group, and they completely ostracized her right from the get-go for being too honest. Then they arrived at the seminar, where the seminar was held, the retreat. So you picture these things, don't you? Like a beautiful mountainside cabin, and there's trees, maybe a hot tub. Well, no, it was in Brad's house. Oh, God. Yeah, she had to stay in his kid's bedroom. Oh, my God. Everyone else slept on the floor in sleeping bags, which she thought was weird, but then she realized quite soon that they all come to these retreats all the time. So they just, like, pretty much live there. One of the attendees actually lives in Brad's garden in a tent. Like, Uh, that is his registered address. (laughs) So, how much was this again? $2,700. Yeah, it's so expensive. What are you getting? Oh, I will I will tell you. So, first of all, you get to meet Brad. Br- oh. The Brad. That's a ticket price right there. Does he fart in your mouth on the first day, or is that... <laughs> Even better. So, he showed up, and uh, he was topless and barefoot the entire oh, time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, and like he wouldn't stop hugging her. Oh, <laughs> And apparently, this. he was, like, clammy. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, which is uncomfortable. So then they got in a circle and it was like the first session of the retreat and everyone had to tell a secret about themselves, which is automatically like, oh shit, that's so scary. One attendee said he hadn't paid taxes in 10 years. So, okay. Another attendee said he'd murdered a man. Oh, lovely. And never told anybody, which isn't very radically honest. Apparently he punched him and then threw him out of his truck window and then he was immediately ran over by another car. Which again, it's not very radically honest. You should tell the police. Yeah, you've ended somebody's life. That affects someone. Yeah. So another attendee, this was Brad's number one fan who like goes to every single one of his events. She retold her secret. She was like, oh, you're probably all bored of this by now. I always tell everyone this secret, but I regularly have sex with my cat. (laughs) Wait, that one. Okay. Uh, Can we rewind five seconds and re-say that? Because I didn't (laughs) catch that completely. I thought, aren't cat dicks spiky? Yeah, I thought that was the case. So then it kind of apparently became a bit like the uh, Radical Honesty Olympics. And then the murderer raised his hand again and was like, actually, I've got another truth. Uh, I also have sex with my cat regularly. Oh, uh, none of these people are actually telling the truth. Is it all just attention seeking? 
I don't know. You think you'd be a bit more creative. Like, someone's already said about having sex with their cat. Why not say, I had sex with a lizard? Yeah, something more exotic. Then it came Starly's turn to tell the truth. She said, oh, when I say to meet friends and I'm running late, I'm actually shopping. Brad literally said, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) What? Like, she told her truth and he was like, fuck you, bitch. He said, I want you to sign a contract, this contract that I've had my lawyers make up. You have to do everything I tell you to do for the next eight days. Because you weren't honest with yourself. That's obviously not your biggest secret. She was like, I'm sorry I didn't murder anyone or have sex with my cat regularly. But this is my biggest truth. And he goes, fuck you, bitch. I resent you for defying me. Defying? Defying, yeah. this fucking misogynistic dickhead? I know, I know. He's just being radically honest. She goes, did you just call me a bitch? And he goes, fuck you, cunt. I resent you for getting mad at me for calling you a bitch. Can I just ask, is this guy just a psychopath? Yes. (laughs) That's just my radically honest opinion. They seem like very sort of culty initiation. Oh, it's... Absolutely a cult. It's a hundred and ten percent a cult. But this guy also is a registered psychotherapist, so he has qualifications. So that's how he gets so much traction here, because like people take his stuff seriously. Then the woman literally gave him a truth he didn't like, and he literally told her to sign her way into slavery. If that wasn't a red flag, if not an entire country of people waving little red flags, I don't know what it is. Only for eight days. It's not that bad. <laughs> Nothing bad can happen in eight days. Oh, by the way, after this call, uh, can I get you guys to sign a contract? Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah of course, that way. No big deal. So he was like, you're closed-minded, this, that, and the other. And she was like, actually, I quite like my mind. You know, I'm a bit negative, but I actually think I have quite strong principles. And he goes, fuck you, bitch. I resent you for liking your mind. And then she started crying. And then he made fun of her for crying and went, wah, wah, wah. What a crybaby. <laughs> So just negging her for two grand. Yeah. (laughs) Paying for the privilege in the name of radical honesty. It gets worse. Oh, how does it get worse, Joe? Okay, so after that, this is a person who I think had issues with being in abusive relationships before because she kind of explains her rationale because after that, she obviously was like, what the fuck am I doing? I need to get out of here. This is a cult. But then as she was packing up, she convinced herself that actually, no, she was in the wrong and she should apologize. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a classic, like, abused person situation where you kind of end up twisting it around in your head and blaming yourself. So she ends up apologising to them and agrees to stay the rest of the time. There was, like, five days then, apparently, of the same thing that happened on the first day happening again and again, of him just literally being like, fuck you, cunt, like, just berating her and yelling at her for five solid days. And on the fifth day, they decided to give her a surprise. Oh, no. Naked day. Oh, lovely. Is this a new thing just for her? No, they always do this on the final day of the retreat to bring everyone together. And the idea is it's like it makes you all feel closer and stuff. And it's like radical honesty of your body. But they moved it up for her because they didn't trust her to be part of the gang yet. And so it was like a test. So they surprised her with naked day. And the idea is that all the attendees get naked and hug each other a lot, which is fucking Uh... terrifying. So at this point, she's like, this is weird. I'm leaving. She tries to escape. But as I said, they're in the middle of nowhere. They're two hours from civilization and they picked her up and took her to his house. So she has no way to get out. Like the nearest town is two hours away. So she calls up a cab company and they're like, it's going to cost $200 to come get you and then take you to the airport. And she's like, oh, I guess. And they're like, okay, we'll see what we can do. She also calls the council and tells them, ah, there's this guy and all these people and they want me to get naked and hug them and ah, and then they send the police. 
<laughs> Good. Oh, yeah. that makes you feel so much better. <laughs> so the police arrive and they're like really keen to arrest somebody. They don't give a shit who. And then she tries to like talk them down. She's like, no, it's not illegal, even though maybe it probably should be. It's lucky that someone confessed to murder the previous day. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they should have probably been like, no, that's the guy. <laughs> He's a murderer. <laughs> yeah. So long and short of it is she did manage to get away eventually, but she definitely describes it. She used the word cult several times. She says it's really hard to escape a cult and it felt like a cult. And that's a lot of what I'm kind of getting from this is it feels very culty. I mean, I think there's elements of radical honesty which could be good. Like, so I did come across people who maybe it didn't work out for them entirely, but there were aspects of their life that did improve based on being more honest. Like, I think there are people who lie to themselves and to other people all the time. I don't want to judge, but men struggle in relationships to be honest, I think, with themselves and with their loved ones. And that's part of a larger social issue. I think men not being encouraged to talk about how they're feeling and their emotions and stuff. And I think the radical honesty side of that is very positive. And I think men should be more honest about their opinions and their feelings and stuff. Maybe not about our opinions, Joe. We've uh, got plenty of them well, to go around. Well, depends on the opinion. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, don't approach your kid's nanny and tell them you want a bone. If your wife was dead, that's weird. Oh, God. But yeah, all the examples I came across of it working for people was for like people in relationships who were like, oh, I've never told my wife that I'm really into this kink. And then I did because of radical honesty. And now we have the best sex in the world. And it's like, that's a really good, nice example of how honesty can elevate a relationship. Yeah, I think this Brandon Blart, <laughs> he, he just seems to think it's a good excuse to be an be, asshole. Yeah, be a massive prick. Yeah. What dickheads, eh? Well, dickheads, yeah. So, I mean, I think the takeaway from this is WikiHow has an article on how to practice radical honesty, and it's not very accurate, but I would say if you're interested in it, do it their way, because their way is nice, and their way is soft. We do love WikiHow. They are an advocate of almost all our research. <laughs> yeah, they are. Because I think there are bits from radical honesty you can take, and they can have a positive outcome on your life. I think the issue is when it's so linear and so trapped within this strict definition of you have to say everything that comes into your mind the moment you yeah, think yeah. it. Moderation. Yeah, definitely. If you're getting naked and calling people bitches, maybe have a yeah. think about that again, you know? <laughs> yeah, trapping them in your house. <laughs> Look in a mirror and say, what have I done wrong? What has happened here? Not even just trapping them in their house, making them pay for the privilege of being trapped I as well. Know. Oh my God. Well, that seems like a really good place to call the episode there, gang. How does that feel? Feels good. Feels right. Fantastic. Thank you, Joe, for being our resident expert on radical honesty. Uh, and thank you all for being radically honest. I'm sure this will not hit us back one day in the slightest. Remember, everyone, love your pets, but in a platonic way. Don't fuck your pets, please. Oh, Jesus. I can't believe as a society that has to be reestated. Wow, well, we have been the Subcultured Board of Tourism, and fuck you, Brad Blanton. Thought you'd seen the last of me? Not bloody likely, you swines. You can find more from the ragtag bunch of hooligans by searching Subcultured Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Plus, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Subcultured on your podcast platform of choice. Subcultured is part of the Podcrabs Network at www.podcrabs.com. It is well good.
Oh, who would marry Mr. Piss? Who wouldn't? He's mm. an eldritch abomination. He murders people. He's a sick fuck. That ticks all the boxes. I'll give but him a top at least, hat. at least he wouldn't let a dog lick his dick. <laughs> no, he, he has standards. He has some standards. If, if he wants a bitch to lick his ding donkey, just go call your mother. Oh. oh.